This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. I'm James, and I'm just doing this now, hosting a Drag Race podcast. My name's Keenan. The bubbly is in the fridge. Welcome to Sissy That Pod, the RuPaul Drag Race Reaction Podcast. We are part of the Headstuff Podcast Network and we are dissecting in fine detail today episode 9 of RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 2. This week the queens are acting it up in Albert Square in the Breaststanders Challenge and to help us dissect it we have the wonderful Esther Moore O'Donoghue. Esther O'Mordon, who thank you for joining us on the podcast. I believe you have been binging Drag Race UK season two over the last few days and you are bing bang bonging around the place. Absolutely. Yeah, I am. Like I was saying to you, I've got delayed reaction. Everyone's like, that was last week, Esther, but I am fully up to date now. So I am <laughs> and a big supporter of season two uh, Drag Race UK. So I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah. It's like yesterday's memes today, you know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There is quite actually a lot to unpack from last week that kind of came out after after last week's episode. Mm. So we find out, in case anyone missed the internet this week, that the bleeped phrase of a horror set was gaping asshole. And that actually the reason it was bleeped was because a horror's nan threatened to sue the BBC if they aired it. You see, I've been off, so so I don't know this. I didn't know this. Making a note of this. Gaping asshole. And that's why, if you notice, because I saw a bit again when horror goes home... Rue goes, without you here, you'll leave a huge, massive hole. Mm-hmm. Throw back to the word we were bleeped out by. So in, uh, in the so like theme of like 90s episodes of like Trisha, my mom sued the BBC over her gaping asshole is like a perfect episode. <laughs> my nan, even, even more yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really, uh, that's intense. That's really strange. But mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, there you go. Well, the horror I, is shook in the laugh, so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. I yeah. mean, <laughs> it'll make Christmas a bit awkward, so well, I don't know. Well, maybe a whore and her nan still have a good relationship, but just the nan was worried about what the bridge club might say, you know, and they were like, oh. <laughs> it's so funny because I've got one friend and we, I've got one friend. That's it. <laughs> Shout out to I you, Esther's friend. <laughs> my friend. She's like, oh, please get other friends. No. But with her, we have a specific, like one of our things is like we are absolutely disgustingly filthy Mm. It, it, and to that, and that, but with no one else, and I couldn't. And even the two of us, as we're saying things, were like, "This is so bad." This is, but we make ourselves laugh so much. So I'd say that, yeah, maybe the nan has her persona, which is just being civil and not mm-hmm. saying "gaping asshole" in little. And then, you know, in the privacy of her own home, she's kind of making these really lewd jokes. So I, I, mm. maybe I get it. I get it. Yeah, Ooh. definitely. Awkward. And in terms of the sort of Ellie v. Lawrence, yeah, fracas that emerged last week and spilled into this week, who did you think came off the worst in it? First of all, let me just say that before we get into that, I had because I am bin I've binged them. I had mm-hmm. his name is Jonathan Cheney. So I was like, why are they calling him? I was like, why are they calling him Lawrence? Is Lawrence is like his his real name? Like, Lawrence, who's Lawrence? And then it took me the whole episode like, oh, it's Lawrence Cheney. I get it now. Anyway, so not Jonathan Cheney, but yeah, no. So I thought Lawrence or Jonathan um, was like I was like, what are you milking this? I was like, get over it, just stop. Yeah. It's mm. a competition. Like, I mean, Rue obviously loves. Who am I going to say? Jonathan. I keep saying Jonathan. That's going to be, if you say Jonathan, it's Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> um, you obviously loves him. I was like, are you doing this just for the dramatics? I was just like, stop, just stop bringing mm. it up. It's like a competition. Mm. That's what you're meant to do. I didn't get it. Yeah. I felt like as if Lawrence's is like, I was going to call him Jonathan there as well. I was so. like, now it's into my head. <laughs> but I, like, I think like Lawrence has obviously come back from the break and is like fully living in his own head, like going over everything. This like thing has thrown him majorly. And you even see it like coming back through this episode the way he kind of like freaks out and it's that sense of like getting overwhelmed with what's happening around him that is kind of pulling him back because I don't know I felt like he was amazing through this episode and if he could just have like like I kind of just wanted to like slap him across the face and be like would you cop on yeah because I didn't I wasn't as obviously Rue loves him as I said just said but I wasn't like, I was like, I don't really get, I think he's very good at, like, when I saw him at the pantomime Dane stuff, I was like, oh, that's what, that's I think what I, how I see him or something. He didn't really appeal to me, but obviously he thought he was gassed because 
Rue thought he was God was got this little circle going around. But in this episode, he was really, really good. He was strong. Yeah. Once mm. he got over, got out of his head, and he was he his accent was so funny, and oh he really God. was properly funny at that character. So, um, so we, yeah, I guess he was just pretty transferring his nerves onto <clears throat> Ella Diamond. Yeah, yeah. No, I think uh, like you know we we spoke last week. I, Personally, I felt Ellie came off a tiny bit worse in last week's episode, but obviously the intro disagrees because poor Lawrence has been bullied offline, which is awful. I didn't know um, any of this. I'm not following this online, so I'm like, what the F? That's terrible. You need to listen. Bullying keep up with the podcast. <laughs> I just want to enjoy it. I don't, wanna, I don't want any of this drama. I just yeah. want to enjoy the show. Yeah. <laughs> Life's too um, <laughs> But to be honest, when it's built into this week, I was like, okay, come on. Like, I know this is only a day for you since it's past Lawrence. A.K. Jonathan, but That's true. you know it's it's I'm fed up with it now. And even the whole puppet challenge, he kept bringing it up. I was like, okay, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, dog with a bow and put yeah. the boat away. Yeah, stop mm-hmm. it, stop it, stop it, Lawrence. I'd like to address Rue's out of drag looks over the last few weeks. Mm. Yes. Yeah, what's going on with the wigs? <laughs> is he not? Has he not fully shaved his head? Is there some? Is he doing some other role? What is going on? Was he filming something else? What is happening? The, I never thought I'd see Rue in a beanie. Is he reading yeah. for other roles somewhere? Like, what, what, what is happening? Is he like running backstage to film <laughs> scenes in EastEnders, at, at, like as like the new landlord of the Vic? I don't know. Mm, this off filter, <laughs> yeah. this Spike Milligan hat thing, or Spike um, Lee? I can't remember the person who wears the hat. Who so I can't remember their name. I don't know who you're talking about. Many people wear the director <laughs> Spike Lee. Yes, he wears a hat sometimes. I okay. remember. Wow, <laughs> iconic hat wearer Spike Lee. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but Name yeah, five people like, who wear hats: uh, Spike, Lee, <laughs> Spike Lee, my mum, um, a Horace Gran, um, me, and other people. Jonathan Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> but but I it was wonder... just—it was the Klein Epstein Parker suit and then cheap orange beanie. Yeah, but maybe the studio is really cold and he's not used to the temperatures. Mm. I don't know. But it's, it Do you is... remember those little pencil toppers you could get? Yeah. <laughs> that's like that's what it looked like to me. <laughs> <laughs> but is there, what is the chatter online about Rue's hats and wigs? If, I mean, you're giving me the dirt. I want to know about the hat. Donkey, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going over to you now. Have you been doing, you <laughs> okay. haven't been doing this research, no? But it's just happened. Uh. The, the, the chatter is happening now as we record it. <laughs> well, still, I'd like to be informed. I'd like, okay. a, rolling, <laughs> I'd like a rolling Dow Jones that's, update. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to tick her on, missing. yeah. Yeah, we're going to RuPaul does tribute to Spike Lee. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> yeah. Jones, yeah. Spike Lee's like, why am I involved? And then Spike Jones is getting involved and then Fatboy Slim is in and here's Christopher Walken and there's all these connections and we're like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's chat about the right. puppet challenge. It was fun to see it. Uh, who do you think did the best, Esther? I mean, Bimini was good. Um, I think they were all pretty good. Actually, I liked Ellie Diamond's accent. I thought she was funny as taste. Yeah. I thought she was really good. So, yeah, I think that was my fave. But I liked... Um, Lawrence Jonathan Cheney's uh, who, who 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 I wrote a note who oh yeah Bimini I like the the her the way she did up the pulpit and stuff but I think actually as a surprise Ellie Diamond surprised me and I liked it even though they were slagging her accent but I thought it was good yeah you know, it got, gave me Nessa from Gavin and Stacey like I, I heard yeah. whales like exaggerated yeah. whales so I was happy yeah yeah I thought it was good uh, yeah I, I'm, I'm 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 I just went to do some fact checking online there oh, oh. Um, <laughs> and here we have. Spike He's Lee, the director, wearing <laughs> an orange beanie hat. There you go. And a, a collection of other beanie hats. I feel vindicated. Well done. That obviously stuck in your head for some reason and you're like, I'm going to need this. At some point. But is, is, is that an iconic I don't thing know. Because it was weird because that image, I literally could see it on my head. I was like, oh, it's like that Spike Lee picture. And you know what? And today I listened to a podcast that Spike Lee was the guest. So there's something about Spike Lee today. We're going to win the lotto if we just do a ticket. There's something going to happen. So let's That's just it. keep our eyes peeled, okay? Okay. <laughs> Tomorrow, let's text each other. I saw a Spike Lee picture. Yeah. <laughs> and then it'll be like, whoa. 
Yeah, so Kian, you need the to find The numbers, the numbers. We need to find the numbers. <laughs> the numbers. I, I saw a swan feather in Spike Lee's hat. <laughs> what does it mean? I don't know. I'm going to do a lottery ticket. I don't know what this means. Next week's <laughs> runway category is Spike Lee. <laughs> <laughs> they all just come out in beanies. Can you imagine, yeah. Elaborate beanies. Yeah. And, and Pharrell. It'll be Pharrell, yeah. notorious hat wearer. Spike Lee. Yes. And a whore is grand in a knitted I, beanie. I, like, I love the idea that... that Horace Han is Nan is also a notorious hat wearer. I think you know. Who knows? Clearly, we don't, we don't, we don't want to defame her, so maybe she isn't. Maybe she's got something against hats. So can't mention her. <laughs> no, she, we, she, we, is she, yeah, she is litigious. She is litigious. We know she's litigious. Imagine things we know about Horace Grant. She's litigious and she plays bridge. <laughs> And that's it. The Church of Scientology and a Horus Nan. Yeah, the most yeah. people I got it for being litigious. Oh my God. Can you imagine Tom Cruise next week's episode jumping up on top of the I loved it. I loved it. Whatever. Laughing and clapping. Yeah. I've been up since very early this morning. <laughs> I'm just like hyper now. Like, this is three o'clock in the morning for me. I'm like, what the? Oh my God. I couldn't anyway, even. That was a lot. That was a I lot. feel it was, it was that was giddy and Natalie Cassidy energy, I feel. It was great to see her do a little yes. sort of masterclass with the Queens. Yeah, I'm doing this now. I Br- love it. I, I know. I that iconic. <laughs> I, I also iconic. was like, I just thought it was so funny that the Queens in US had their little Zoom chat with Anne Hathaway and the UK Queens get Natalie Cassidy. <laughs> Which I feel is better, I think. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that she took the piss out of herself. She's like, right, I'm off for a trumpet lesson. Yeah, she knows. I would have liked if she was like, oh, I was your ninth choice to be my character in EastEnders, you know? That was so funny. That is so funny. So, yeah. It was um, fun. Yeah, she but, gave good advice, like as well. I, I enjoyed her little uh, her little exercise of say bubblies in the fridge and different emotions. That was gave me real sort of like drama class one oh one. Yeah, she was good. And she also mentioned yeah. she'd been doing that since she was ten. Isn't that crazy? She's been in EastEnders since she was ten. Like that's mad. She's definitely got a mortgage. Though. I'm oh, happy yeah. for her. But isn't it yeah. mad though that like people people are people are on those shows for so long? Like mm. Ken Barlow's been on it for like eighty years or something. Yeah, yeah. In, and in Sally, who is your one from Bridgerton's mum? Yeah, it's true. Oh yeah, she is. I she seems lovely though. Sally Devonor, Devonrow, Devonor, Devonrow. You're showing off with the surname. I don't know. It's just oh, I I I, I realized a while ago <laughs> that I was following her on Instagram when a picture of her came up, and I was like. Why did I follow Sally from Carnation Street on Instagram? Like, <laughs> so obviously one day something happened. Maybe the soap awards were on and I was like, ah, she deserves it. She's had a tough time there. Give her a like. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, double, double tapping on Sally. Yeah, I'll give you a like. Well done. Yeah, your daughter's doing well now. Wouldn't, wouldn't you love to know like how many of your likes are just pity likes? You know? But my, like, a few years ago, my brother was like, he's like, you know, sometimes I just look at people and I, I, he's generous with his likes. Like, I just look at people's posts and I go, I'll give it a like. I'll give it. So now every time I just like, I'll give it a like. Why not? Because yeah. would, it wouldn't you want someone to give you the like? Exactly. Everybody likes. Just like, 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 like. And the algorithm's like, what the F does she like? She likes everything and I like it all. Because yeah. yeah. it's nice, you know. People go to the effort of putting the app on their phone. It's like, you might as well reward them with the like. Exactly, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and aw. more confusing of the algorithms, to be honest. They know too much about us. We need to yeah. like obfuscate them a bit. Exactly. Yeah. I want my Instagram like ads to be... Like, all over the shop. Yeah. Well, I'm excited now to get an awful lot of like orange beanie hat ads in the, in the near future. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And I'd say, I wonder for Michelle, like this was, because she's always making these references to things and she loves, you know, we know she loves England or whatever on the podcast. So it's like, this must be a dream for her to get all yeah. these things. And, and she kind of loves kind of translating for Rue and like, this in mm. English land, this means of this. And yeah, she's loving it. So this is all her yeah, world's colliding. Yeah, 100%. And it's funny because she's also like, apparently Madonna got a restraining order against her and she's like obsessed with Madonna. So now she's also assimilating Madonna's love of England as well. It's like she's trying to morph into her. Okay, well, I suppose like there there isn't a whole amount pre-challenge. Like the puppet challenge, suppose, James, were you happy with Bimini winning? Yeah, um, I was. I thought Bimini like, did a really good... Like, shot there. I thought it was mediocre overall. The yeah, like I don't think there was any like sort of laugh out loud moments of like, oh my God, that was so funny. And they were all sort of fine. I think that's the sort of challenge where like, if you think back, they've been doing it on the show for years. Like there are some really funny moments, but that's where like, when there's like really, really, really funny people that are able to kind of, I, I don't know, yeah. are able to get something out of it. 
it was all just sort of fine. Like Bimini was by far the best, and she like yeah. did it, and she had like, do you remember that pink haired fraggle? Like she she ended up like having that like yeah, that's it what looked her like large did, it. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I, I love that, and the rest of them I just thought were grand. But I think they probably just chopped it down because they knew they had such gold with uh, beast enders. They, that was so yes. like even the rehearsals were so good, so they're like, yeah, we'll get through this, you know. Yeah, was... exactly. Yeah. They were like, we need to take these guys yeah. to the set of beast enders, and then we need to take them to their emotions for those letters from home. I was like, yeah, oh yeah, I actually had tear. I actually teared up. I did too. Oh my yeah, god, yeah, I did. Because can we can, we, can I go into that bit? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Because because like Bimini, you know, Bimini is so kind of mysterious, and she doesn't really give much away. She just kind of stands there with her coat in her shoulders. And she's tiny and she's really good. But you're, and so then we kind of got a little, she kind of let the armor down a teeny bit and we mm-hmm. saw a bit of emotion. I was like, oh, and they all love their mums. And I was like, and especially, you know, Ellie mm. Diamond's story now, which I only found out two, three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Having watched all this, but you know, it's, it's like, it just warms your hearts. And you can imagine them like as these yeah. like little kids just kind of expressing themselves. And yeah, I, I, I did got a little tear in my eye there. Yeah, no, it actually, it, it, it is did. a nice touch. All right. Yeah, it brought a little touch. With I thought what was lovely is, I suppose, because all the stories, thankfully, because not always in Drag Race, the stories um, don't, aren't always as good and as nice because people have had such terrible upbringings. But it was so lovely to see, like, the power of just letting children express themselves as mm-hmm. they want to express mm-hmm. themselves and how proud all the mothers were of the fact that the, the kids were kind of, you know, wearing, like, women's clothes and dressing up and playing it. And I thought it was so funny about kind of Lawrence and all the, like, the fancy cigarette holders for playing roles out in the garden. Because I was like, I relate to that. That was me <laughs> when I was mm-hmm. insisting that I dress up like Cruella de Vil as a child. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it was very sweet. It was cute. It was a <clears throat> moment. Because it's I- funny because... Sorry, on the shows normally, and like on Tucked, you might get a, a video from your mum or something like, or from one of the contestants' mums. And it doesn't fuck me up as much as Letter From Home. Like, obviously, Letter From Home is kind of like a staple reality show trope, like Big Brother, I'm a Celeb, you know, The Circle or whatever, you know. So to see it in this, I was like, it actually still works as an emotional, you know, tugger mm-hmm. more so than, mm-hmm. than the videos. So, yeah, I, I'm all here for its day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Me too. Me three. Mm-hmm. Um, when we get into the actual acting challenge uh, yes. I think what the judges said oh, is there something else you'd like to address and I do think that they put the character they they spread they put the characters together really well like I think the the styling all looked so good I loved that weird moment of Tate running around in the workroom with the like tits hanging off mm-hmm. like that that image is going to stay with me mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so like little very pert bouncy kind of pointed yeah. very you know I, I yeah I, I really I'm, enjoyed that all that kind of energy when they were getting ready and in doing the thing. I just thought it, it, it seemed like they're such a nice group and they're yeah. actually close as well. Mm. Yeah, I have to say what the judge said was right. Like, I think it's the most consistent acting challenge we've ever seen on the show. Like, it did seem really hard. And like, it was even hard to tell from the edit. Like, you're like, oh, well, Lawrence isn't doing well. But actually, when he gets it, it's really good. So it was kind of difficult to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he was brilliant. Like they were all really evenly matched. And even though I know Bimini, like that role was made for her, but I think Lawrence and Tace for me were the strongest. They seemed to have more kind of just like little minor little light and shades. Bimini was obviously brilliant mm-hmm. and she was Cat Slater. Yeah. It was so good. But I even think I think Jonathan Lawrence uh, was like was really, really so good that like I think he was the winner. And I wouldn't have been kind of Bimini's my favourite, so I wouldn't have been like rooting for yeah. him really. I'd be like, yeah, he's good. Mm. But yeah, so, but they're all brilliant. And I love Taste. And I didn't think they were a bit, a little bit kind of critical. I mean, you know, Michelle said he wanted like Taste to be more of a Karen, like, you know, can I speak to the manager? But she was still so good. Uh, I thought she was, she was really, yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah. Also, I, I do always think it's weird in, in those sort of challenges where they've like written the particular characters as like a, as like a, a, a mock of a certain thing. And then if the person chooses to do their own thing, it's like, well, you're being punished now for mm-hmm. not doing the thing that, and also like that, I I don't, I didn't, I don't think that that would have played as well because. No, no like, they need, the, they're too big. It would have been lost, I think. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that Karen thing, I mean, that Karen meme is, is most typically like an American woman, mm-hmm. not like kind of an EastEnders style, kind of like loudmouth Sharon Mitchell sort of style. Like, I don't think it would have fit in the, the thing. Um... Yeah, no, I, and I she was dressed totally wrong for a Karen. Yeah, yeah, she you really know. Was. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I heard that. And I was like, ah, come on, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Like, 
like Tace knows the intricacies of his centers better than you do, and like just because they didn't get your private joke, like shouldn't be marking them down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, it was tough to see who was going to go. Like I thought Ellie was a really good actress, and she had the really sort of small bits as as the old woman, like the sort of shaking and looking the bag, and I really bought that. But it's Drag Race, so it kind of needs to be bigger. Like she needs to be sort of like you know. Yeah, like Parkinson like, you know, was like this. Yeah. She oh. needed to be, yeah, but she was good at she was good at acting, but she just needed to be kind of bring the comic more the yeah. silliness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like I, 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 I think one of my favorite moments of the whole episodes was when like the phone rings and she like pulls the, like old retriever like out of the bag, and yeah. I was like, that was a gas moment, but like it didn't feel like anything really got made of it, and I think that mm. was kind of. Like Ellie was really committing to this is what I have to do now and not like making it out, like not making it into more. Like that could have been a bigger part of it. This kind of like protracted pulling this huge receiver out of the bag, the kind of like the whole phone. the But yeah, so she was kind of maybe not pushing it as far as she could have. Mm-hmm. Can we address the elephant in the room? Sure. Mickey. What was going oh. on with Mickey? I didn't know. I didn't even recognize him in the sort of the run through or the rehearsals until, and then he was he was on the panel, and then they they cock tease us on Twitter by saying that they're going to have the most iconic judge on the panel of all time, and it's a fucking mannequin being voiced by some like extra in the back. <laughs> like, what's going on? Because I know they didn't. They say it was meant to be Danny Dyer, but because it, they couldn't, um, because of Corona. What, I don't know if that's true or not, but I did hear them say that at one point, and that would have been so good if it was yes. if they actually had Danny Dyer. Yeah. But hey, look, we're in a pandemic. But it was it was random, and he was kind of you didn't need it. You've got those, you've got three strong judges, but it was. Probably maybe amused them more on set. I mean, he was good. He was whoever he was. It was he was kind of funny. Yeah, it, was it, it, had its, it, ha- it had its moments. And um, <laughs> I think it's because like people were like because they were like we this is the most iconic judge in Drag Race history. And normally <clears throat> when there's like the sniff of a celebrity about to place, they're like plastering it out. So you're like, only oh, this is be like. Uh, and it's funny because actually myself and Kim were messaging last night, and I was like, I bet we're going to be underwhelmed. And here we were because oh. everyone was guessing like, is it going to be Elton John? Is it going to be Cher? You know, is it going to be you know, June Brown? Like Doc Cotton actually sitting. It was there in Judy the Dench for me. <laughs> Dame Helen Mirren for you know. me. Yes, yes, so. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I think so. that they. I think it, what you said, Esther, is exactly right. It was probably something that was absolutely cracking them up on set yeah and they brought him to lunch they brought him to the catering truck and they were like putting things on it they put the pretty put the tits on him as well they probably were just like yakking it up having the best time and they were like cannot wait maybe maybe mckay arrived (coughs) maybe mckay arrived out of the box with that orange beanie and even rue was wearing it at the start (laughs) as an ode to mckay it is full circle very good very very good that's probably what it is actually yeah. you're right, you're right. If, you, if you want to buy that particular orange hat he comes with it and that's just why it's so yes. expensive yeah. That. <laughs> yeah it's really bad the for the DHL man so yeah. shipping is really awkward you have to be at home you definitely have to be at home for these yeah. you got to they're not leaving that in a safe place for no. you no mm-hmm. no way no, no way <laughs> no <laughs> Um, yeah, like I said, like there's kind of it's they're all really really good. I mean, Bimini had the probably the fewest lol lines, but she was the the glue that kind of kept it all together, and she stayed in character, and she was really good at that as well. So, yeah, I thought it was very very consistent overall, and it was quite difficult to judge and even sort of predict who was going to be in the bottom. Mm. Yeah, it was really strong, and to hear those lines finally because I referenced so many times <coughs> for them to like to actually be reenacted on drag race it's like yeah it was it was so good yeah and like even i suppose referencing like like drag race uk season one they like we're doing odes to that you know i didn't just become a bit of a slag i became a total slag so like bringing that in and like i don't know like that's the kind of pop culture stuff that i was excited about seeing on drag race Mm. uk when it came here and it's like i know that in the in the like for myself carnation street would be the premiere soap but uh, <laughs> if I can't get a Coronation Street, I'm glad to have had an EastEnders, um, an EastEnders one. I, I, I thought also really lucky with the quality of Queen who was left for it because that with like some less like yeah. good. If it had been more look queens and less sort of like comedy queens, it could have been like mm. really painful to, to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah, like they're, they're, I, I really enjoyed it. And I don't often say that about the, the acting challenges. Well done to them. Well, well done to everyone. Well, well done we'll, to everyone. We'll filter that message through to them and it will be, they'll be... Thank you, yeah, be, if you could. They're going to be so pleased. They're going to be yeah. delighted. 
Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're easily I, in my easily I actually in my top enjoyed three. it, James O'Hagan. Yeah. Like. <laughs> wow. Yeah, in my, in my top three. In my top three. In his top three. Okay, very good. Very good. So, as you know, Sissy That Pod is part of the Head Stuff Network. Head Stuff have launched HPN Plus, which is a premium service that allows followers of the show to support the show financially in exchange for some golden bonus content. Mm. We actually put our bonus content this week out on the main feed because it's an episode all in Irish. For shock than a Gaelga. Absolutely. But I mean, neither of us hosted. We we did a no. we did a we did a guest spot. It was um, a takeover, you know. Yeah. We it was taken over by Irish language That's speakers. It, yeah. We're such disruptors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm pretty sure it's the first Irish language drag race podcast. So there you in go. the world, in the world, there you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you. Have a Koopla Fuckle uh, and you're a Drag Race fan. Check it out. Just have a listen. See how much you understand. You know, flex those muscles again. Yeah, I had a listen to it. I'd say I understood virtually none of the what left their lips moments ago. But I was living. <laughs> I mixed my metaphors there, my Drag Race metaphors. But you know what I'm saying. And it was even good. just for the sketch from Chris's Adam Dunn, which about 20 minutes in, which is really fun. He's being Dahi O'Shea in the George doing a Rose Chili patch with drag queens. It's great fun. So get yeah. into it for that. We put out on our Instagram at to see that pod a little Comortis competition for you to set, suggest us some Irish language inspired drag queen names. We have some wonderful swag to give away. We do, because we were absolutely honoured that block four, the sort of, is it like the youth TG Cahar part? Yeah. Um, helped us put together the episode and we're, and we're generous enough to give us a bit of um, a, a, bit, a bit of block four swag. That word never sits uh, right in my mouth because no. I just feel like I'm too old to say it. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we have a gorgeous little hoodie. We have some lovely uh, coffee cup and also a whole heap of condoms winging their way to our favourite winner of the competition. But what was the competition first? Did I just say it? Oh yeah, you did. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone wants to fuck or be fucked with somebody wearing a block TG Cahar condom. I mean, that's surely on everyone's book. I mean, also, right? like, perfect name, block. It is blocking the <laughs> <Yeah>. cock in <laughs> many ways. And, so, and also in none at the moment because we shouldn't yeah. be touching people. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> um, so our winner with the really fun drag queen name Koch, you're looking, was Instagram user at Sarah underscore Tinny underscore. So congratulations, Sarah. You have a plethora of condoms coming your way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Safe. And if you and if you happen to be single, Sarah, that'll be a knife in the heart. <laughs> well, why? <laughs> like, I mean, maybe it's like the gay mentality. I'm like, but if you're in a relationship, you're obviously not using condoms. But I'm like, I suppose that's not the same for for. Well, you for... might be using condoms. Me. I mean, like, a woman might not be using the pill. Oh, yeah, no, I said, but in, like, gay relationships, it would oh, be uncommon. No, <laughs> no uh, judgment, though. People should be safe <laughs> and make sure they're comfortable in whatever their practices are. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, what would you do in that situation? Well, there's a whole podcast for exactly. that. One of our sister podcasts on the Heads of Podcast Network answers the questions about what you would do if. So, like, whether you're learning what, would what you do to if do. the block four condom broke? Yeah. <laughs> Which it won't, because it's a high Which quality product. <laughs> what would you do if you got home from a night out and you're with a really sexy guy and he pulls out a block TG Cahar condom? Does he make it more mm. sexy or less sexy? Uh, so yeah, what would you do as a podcast that answers all the questions about what you should do in certain situations? A plane crash, if you're attacked by a bear, if your partner cheats on you. Each episode promises to teach you something new. And it sounds a bit like this. This is What Would You Do If? The podcast to answer all of your What Would You Do If? questions. It's Callum and Jess here, and every week we look at how we'd handle different situations. Before finding out what you should do if you're in them. So far we've looked at... What would you do if you saw someone stealing? A bear attacked you. The baby started choking. You were stuck in a lift. You can hear those episodes and loads more on headstuffpodcast.com with a new one every Monday. Category on the runway is Panto Dames, uh, which fun category kind of bit sad it was left till the end. To be honest, I would have rather if they bumped pre-Hurst arc back. That was a bit of a dud of a category. I would have liked to see 
the range of interpretations of Panto Dames. First up was Lawrence, aka Jonathan Cheney. <laughs> uh, I loved the color palette on this. It's a not really color palette you see that often, like the navy and the turquoise and stuff. I thought it was really, really good. Yeah, I thought. I think I thought like that was the look he was kind of born to that character, that role as the pantomime Dane. It was just like it was just him, um, mm. and I love the measuring tape kind of waist yeah. and yeah, it was really good in the sewing machine in the head. I mean, it was all yeah, it was really really a different way of doing it because I mean there are kind of the traditional pan. Well, I mean it's not traditional, but it, he looked good. He looked good. I liked it. Yeah, he was really strong. Yeah, I he absolutely was, and I think that kind of. Like when you see, when the posters go up and you've got like Alan Hughes doing like the Panto Dame kind of thing, like I could very much see that yeah. like kind of for the Olympia or for the, or the, um, the Gaiety Panto. Like you could really like see that tradition in there, but then also it had like a bit of a twist on it with doing the, like the, the sewing machine on the head mm-hmm. and the kind of like the mm-hmm. little bits and pieces with the backstage stuff. Like, yeah, I thought like, I, I, I actually feel like overall Lawrence was the strongest this week and I think probably would have deserved the win uh, out of the, the whole lot of them because I think that this look was probably the best of the Panto Queen looks mm-hmm. um, and then that sort of weird Phil Mitchell uh, Shirley mix that that energy was just so good yeah yeah I think presumably he got marked down for his workability like the fact it took so long to get that performance out of him I presume but like should they be judged by their final final product only or should they be judged by their I don't know it's hard to know mm-hmm. should they be judged at all who are we to judge uh, <laughs> let's just let, let's get rid of the panel next season let's just do it everyone just perform just yeah. do what you want and we'll all enjoy it like fuck it yeah, yeah. let's let let's let Twitter tear everyone apart who needs yeah. the panel like, just, exactly yeah, yeah. just forget it we're going to put you in a room with just a huge screen of Twitter people saying mean things about you. Oh, so you stay no. the longest. Terrible, <laughs> terrible. It's not good. It's unfortunate that both he and Bimini had pretty much the identical idea of having like the white bloomers with he's behind you. Yeah, behind oh, that's you. true. Yeah, they both had the same thingy. Mm-hmm. And you know, Bimini's was good. Like I saw the Grace and Perry nod. Mm-hmm. And like I do love Bimini's looks, but I mean like just, and of course he's going to do the weird angle and I do like that. But for this one, just, I thought, like, just go a bit bigger or something. Don't be so cool. Like, just be a bit, yeah. you know, whatever. But he was still brilliant and she looked great. And so, but that's my personal opinion <laughs> about no, that. No, I, I thought, yeah, I, I agree. I'd agree with you. I think that, like, looked amazing and the like brought this, like, cool sort of character and, and everything to it. But there was a bit of me that was just going, could we not just have had, like, a Blackpool seaside panto dame? Yeah, just for this one, just go bananas just like go big glitter just yeah. big tool or tool or whatever everywhere and actually while it's in my head I don't want to forget um, Bimini reminded me of in the EastEnders challenge I got a bit of Kate Moss I could see Kate Moss Ooh, with the accent yes. and mm. I think he has and obviously he's going to be an ID and he's going to be all he's going to be coolie wooly he's going to be after this He's if he hasn't done it already but I was like Kate Moss it's Kate Moss whatever he's got that kind of look he's got he's got Katie Price he's got yeah, Kate Moss. He's got all the Katies. So that's it. Yeah, <laughs> Katy yeah. Perry. Katy Perry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kate Middleton. Katie Tunstall. <laughs> Katie Tunstall. Katie Tunstall. <laughs> Suddenly, I see it. Oh, How did we feel about Tace's fairy godmother interpretation of it? Because I mean, she is a panto character and she is a dame. She just isn't the panto dame. Well, I think I know they had issues with it, but I think was that not a Kylie corset? Kylie mm. did something like that mm. before. So it was very pretty and I liked it, but I was like, you know, I mean, it's like we're judging something really absolutely serious, but it's like, I do get Michelle's point that he should have been a bit more, maybe it was kind of more <laughs> Tinkerbelly. And, but also, but I was kind of thinking, that's kind of a rip off. I mean, everyone rips everyone off, but it was kind of a Kylie rip off in my head. So, but I mean, still look great, still look great. So, but it was, yeah. it wasn't really a Panto Dame kind of thing. No, it it didn't really fit. Like, it didn't really fit the brief of this challenge. In that, like, it kind of was like a Vegas showgirl with some yeah. Claire's accessories, like wings on the on the back, and like I I just think that this was. I think that was this was this was Tace's opportunity to kind of say like I'm always beautiful, but I'm gonna like just be completely silly this mm-hmm. week, and I'm gonna be like to- I'm just gonna look completely ridiculous. But I'd imagine there was probably an element of fear in Tace that she was going to end up in the bottom two and therefore she was going to have to lip sync and she didn't want to be lip syncing wearing yeah. like a 
big weird contraption because mm-hmm. there's probably the, that's what the thought process is going to be but I think it would have served it better to do something a bit more silly mm-hmm. and a bit more camp yeah take off the coolness yeah. for this uh, for this final exactly, you know the semi-final yeah. every just go bananas that's what that pantomime game is you know just mad but I mean I feel like the classic uh, panto dame has a like a, a sing, similar silhouette and like Rue said like the other three had a similar silhouette so like if this had been a 12 queen challenge like would they would they have wanted 12 of the same silhouette like I kind of felt taste was a fair interpretation of Panto by doing another Panto character but just with a different silhouette okay you're wrong I'm <laughs> 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 just kidding <laughs> Cool, cool, Tim Gunn. Okay, well, sure. I think that's, and I think that's the end of the podcast. I think that's okay. Fine. <laughs> my phone's ringing. Ellie Diamond is up next with her, um, her sort of ring hoop dress. And show you know what? I, I kind of wish at least once we got a dress from Ellie Diamond that touched the floor. Like they've always been above the knee, and I'm yeah. It was this was, it. it was a bit kind of hickamagoo. Like she either should have started with the really short dress, and then something else happened that she could rip off, or yeah. like really, really ultra massive. This length mm-hmm. was so I don't know. It was it was not. It was offensive. It was an offensive yeah. length, to be honest. No, it was not very no. good. Mid mid calf yeah. is never never a, a good it, drag queen glamour length. It's never. It's a not glamour a glamour length. length. It wasn't even mid calf. It was just like slightly below the knee. Like yeah. no, yeah. you're meant to be like no queen because her her face is beautiful. Even her hair could have been more massive. Like I'm saying this. Look at me. I have a like a you know I've got a benefit tint on my cheek, <laughs> but and a, a tiny bit of mascara. But like yeah, just like massive, like huge. But I guess because she could do it. She, she absolutely could, could do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and I actually think that because like out of drag, Ellie is like six foot four. So and I think that. Like the Panto Dame, kind of part of the comedy is like the huge uh, yeah, yeah. woman. So I do sort of think just like like the proportions were all there to do something. And like her hair in other challenges has been like four feet tall and she's gone for these like huge like it was a really good concept and it was a really fun idea and I love the nod to like the the Alice in Wonderland Queen of Hearts. Mm-hmm. But I it just felt like it was kind of a little half-assed. Mm-hmm. And I say that as, as someone who like could sew maybe two pieces of fabric <laughs> together. But like, and I know she made it herself, which is really impressive, but I feel like a bit more, yeah, like a bit more thought gone into like making it a, a bit more interesting overall. Because it was basically the same silhouette we've seen from her all season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's kind of the story of her run in this season is like great ideas that they just need to be taken an extra 35% in mm-hmm. You know, in the dra- in in that direction, just, everything just needs to be bigger. The hair needs to be bigger. The character space needs to be bigger. The tra- you know, and like, so yeah, like I think sh- this will be a re- learning experience for her, and it's like fantastic that she's managed to get to the final four. Like that's really really a good achievement for her, and I think she definitely has the potential to be really really good. But I just think she's fallen sh- just short enough a few times now that I was like, I'm disappointed. But yeah. you know, you know, a few episodes back when Rue had his Tyra Banks. I was rooting for you and he was like your outfits are all shite and you need to step up and all that kind of stuff I think probably I mean I know they time the break away with the pandemic whatever they all went home for a bit but like next season I think it's really gonna everyone's gonna be like triple A game because for me I mean if anyone walked into your local at Halloween any of those outfits or any you walked oh into God, anyone yeah. you'd be like oh, yeah. You are whoa, whoa! You've got it. Oh, so you know, but I guess they they want more. They just want, and we and here's us crit, like critiquing them, like yeah. we want more. Oh, so indeed, next yeah. next season, it's going to be. I mean, will they have to get a bigger studio, a, a plane yeah. hanger for the hair? <laughs> yeah. It's just going to be like acres That's and it, acres yeah. of fabric. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be actually drones. They'll film from drones. It'll just be <laughs> big wigs bobbling about. Like, like what's that? that art attack where like the person used to oh. do these enormous. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that's what it'll be. Just that huge. Be, like, that would be the ultimate. Imagine if they did a mashup. Be like yes. Drag Race by Art Attack. Yeah. <laughs> Someone I, does more for, for Snatch Game. Can you imagine? <laughs> Pingu. So oh my funny. god. I I don't know. I'd like a challenge Annika on Snatch Game in in um in in UK. I think that would be brilliant. Yeah. Well, because like the like old school like romper suit thing with like the huge old telephone and that like real like we've only got five minutes to build this playground and we have to knock it down. like I I don't know or I think the, maybe I'm assuming actually the challenge Annika is probably something that was before both of your times I, you young people but, but I think but I think maybe actually next season we could have an antiques roadshow 
That would be good. Ooh. That's still on. Yeah. That would be, That'd be yeah. great. Look at us. We need to email the producers. Here's some ideas. Here are have. some suggestions. Thank you very much. <laughs> like, no, thanks. We've got loads of ideas. Yeah. So funny. The queens head back to Untucked. It seems a pretty, you know, um, civil affair. And then Ellie has the misfortune to be like, oh, I feel I forgot my lines because Lawrence kind of put me off. And then Lawrence is like red rag to a ball. And tears poor Ellie apart Ellie's like because I suppose something we didn't mention was that sort of apology we saw earlier on the episode and I think to like although I'm kind of team Lawrence in last week's episode I'm definitely team Ellie in this episode Lawrence was like really standoffish when he was being Mm -hmm. apologized to and it just didn't look good no yeah well first of all I think it was Tace uh she got her knickers in a twist and then he she was like boom and then Ellie was like, well, blah, 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 and then boom. And then it was, so they're all just like, phew. Because I mean, they're obviously just come off stage and they're just like, you know, that when you think, and Tace obviously thought in his, like she was like, oh, I'm stunning. And I did a great, because she did a great job. So it must be so disappointing for her. So she was lashing out and they were all just like, it was all just adrenaline lashing out at each yeah. other, I think. But then I was like, oh no, you know, Jonathan Lawrence is going to start going again. And my best friend, Jonathan Lawrence. And uh <laughs> So, but they kind of, it, it kind of flared up and then it, it kind of stopped as, uh, you know, as Yeah, as I think they, they, they kind of caught themselves maybe and were like, okay, lads, let's just have a cheers and yeah. uh, get back down onto the, the, the level. the final, like, semi-final. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, let's just celebrate, let's celebrate that. I, I felt like, I, I don't know, I did kind of think it was a bit like eye rolly of Ellie to be all like, Oh, I forgot my lines because I I knew them perfectly, except that you said the thing that you were said at a slightly different time, and then that made yeah. me forget all of my lines and your name. Like, mm-hmm. and it was it, it didn't need to be said either. Like, you yeah, know, Chase just was like, I thought you guys would have been in the bottom because you didn't remember your lines. The reply to that is, Yeah, I, I guess we could have been, but we aren't. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's end the show here. Okay. Yeah. Again. No, I know. That's not dynamic though, but yeah, yeah, it was funny. But um yeah, poor taste. It's so funny. Like they obviously you've got the dialogue in your own head and then it just you can see in an untucked and it kind of comes out. You're like, oh, you know, see what's going on. But yeah. anyway, it got resolved. It would be frustrating, all right, like, because she's had a few like Weeks where she's done good, but she's been in the bottom. And I'm sure she felt she had a great job because she did do a great job, mm-hmm. but just so did everybody else. Mm. Um, so she ended up in the bottom. I, I, and I that think is for as sure. well for her, like she went in there as like this, like front runner. Like everyone was mm. like, oh my God, she is going to absolutely storm it. And now I think she's like tied with maybe two other queens for having to have to lip sync like four times. Oh, she's the queen like, who's just... had the most wins in a lip sync series ever, as far as I'm aware. So like, it, it, and like that, while that's an amazing thing, probably retrospectively to look back at mm. when you're in that moment and you're basically being told consistently, you haven't done a good job here. You have to like dance for your dinner and let us know if you're going to be late. Say like it would, it, that would get in on you, I'd say over a while. And she probably needed, like she needed a win this week <laughs> she really needed no. the win this she, week she, she really did week. let's get into like sports kind of commentary yeah. I mean looking at it from a, a manager's from perspective from outside the box from outside the box she needed the win it was an episode of two halves it was, yeah. <laughs> I mean her wings were lacklustre we did think they were, they were a bit bashed yeah. well, once again man of a match Bimini yeah. Bamboulash bashed yeah. it up Jobs are good. Uh, yeah, Bimini wins. Bimini Lawrence wins. is safe, I think, is fair enough. Uh, and bottom two are Tace and Ellie, but only because they're like the third and fourth best. There had to be two people. They lip sync to Steps, last thing on my mind. Great song. Did you think it was a deserved double chante or would you have had a preferred winner? I think if I had to, and if you're asking me if it was Rosemary's baby kind of situation, I would, <laughs> I would say it would be very difficult for me. But I, ultimately, I would go with Tace because I just think, I don't know, I just prefer. And I think she was so good in the Standards Challenge. Um, I don't think either of them were my favorite in the actual lip sync, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I am, overall, I'm glad they both stayed because I just want everyone to stay. And it'll be, I think it'll be a great final next week. It was like, hmm. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I agree. In that I don't think it was like the best lip sync we've ever seen on the show. Um, and even like, I don't know. 
from the the steps canon of songs there was like other ones i i would have loved mm. to, to have seen get their moment but um i i felt like Tace outperformed Ellie in the lip sync um, quite quite a bit, but it wouldn't really have been fair to send her home after mm-hmm. she'd done so well in the challenge and Tace had been in the bottom four times at that stage. And also, like, I, I think there's a nice symmetry to having four people in the final as well. You know, mm-hmm. that'll, that'll be yeah. I kind of got the impression that this season it was going to be four in the final anyway. I don't know. I just kind of feel like three is is sort of like the early stages of a franchise. And then when it gets established, there's four. So I thought that was definitely a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Tace was better. She definitely seems to be out of tricks. Um, like when you see a queen lip sync so often, you're kind of like, we're kind of used to this spiel now. Uh, but I did think she was slightly better. But Ellie did a good job. And but, uh, I was I like, think, sure, why not stay? <laughs> sure, why come on? Sure, why not stay? Well, but I think maybe Tate was like deflated. Because he, like, that could be yeah, true. what she was telling herself in her head and what she heard, she really just, even though it was probably minor in her head, you know, when, if you've ever done a fetch when you're small and someone tells, so you don't get that feedback that you expect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're side of that poem, that Seamus Heaney poem. And now yeah. your, your mom is like, yeah, it's okay. But so she, I think that's really what it was. And she was like, I'm tired, but... Anyway, I'm glad they both stayed and it's going to be... I actually also think that song was more of an Ellie Diamond song anyway. Like, Trace is great at giving you emotion and sass and that song yeah. wasn't really emotional. A bit of on Vogue for Trace would have been great. Oh, yeah, no, that would have yeah. been, mm-hmm. been fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Mis- Mystique. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. yes. Yeah, very yeah. Oh my goodness. Alicia Dixon, he does nothing. The boy does nothing. Yeah, perfect. Oh, that is so funny. Does it wash up? No, never wash up. Yeah, very good. So, well, Esther, are you hashtag team Tace, Bimini, Lawrence, Jonathan, or Ellie? Um, team Bimini Bing Bang Bong, Bully 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 Rush Rush Ring Bang Bong. Yeah, team, team Bimini. I love them all, but yeah, definitely Bimini for me. She got the looks. She's funny. I mean, the only thing about Bimini is she hasn't really let us in. She is a cool kind of silent mm. Kate Moss, never explain, never complain, because now I've got the Kate Moss thing in my head. So, but she's she's brilliant and she's really good at taking on characters. And I just kind of think I'd love to see what she does next when she's got a real big budget and she can, you know, she's great. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I, I think as well, I, I'm, I'm on team Bimini 100%. Um, and I think that it will be super cool. I think that, being in London and from London and of London and being so cool and in that like she'll be able to do some really mm-hmm. really cool stuff like I'd say like the sort of like Violet Chachki or Aquaria that kind of style afterwards having that like really interesting artsy kind of um kind of yeah move out of it I, I she'll be doing a British Vogue in her bag before we know it oh I and I can't wait neither can I I'll be I'll be <laughs> subscribing Bimini Van Boulash answers uh, Google's most questions about her like all those pieces yeah (laughs) want to see it all Architectural Digest next at her apartment in Hoxton or wherever I don't know (laughs) Brisbane or something I don't know I'm looking forward to it all if I were given the option of of a ticket to a taste show or a ticket to a Bimini show I would like just about choose Tate. I think I just find her still so mesmerizing. She has such presence on stage and she's been the real narrator through the show. And I don't think the show would have been the same without her. But at this point, Bimini has four wins, Tate has four bottoms. It has to go to Bimini. And I think actually for the franchise, I think Bimini is a better winner because she's a lot, she's, you know, non-binary. She's a lot more kind of more of an androgynous performer. And I just think she is probably a better um, like poster person for British drag than possibly. Are you saying Tasha. she is the future of drag? As I love to say about drag queens. We were I'm, like, I'm putting a spin on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, yeah, I, I would like to see her win. And I think she will. I mean, who can, like four wins, like you can't can't deny that. But then Shea Coulee had four wins and it was stolen from her. So you never know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Depends how many rose petals we see next week. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's it. Maybe that's what's on that. <laughs> OMG, we solved that. That is it. Oh my God. <laughs> All right, that's a perfect place to, to stop the episode. Uh, <laughs> Esther, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you? Are you 
I, is your podcast still is is it no the podcast know? actually I have, to, I have to do the fine you know i i Len Courtney left and Brendan Courtney Sonia and I am the producer slash interjector but uh you probably meant uh Instagram Esther two names and the 80% podcast as well my own podcast that's kind of in asleep at the moment but you know you never know what could wake up you never know yeah and, and it's all about people that you're you admire but also are jealous of yeah, the 80% podcast is a podcast where I'm 80% happy with the success of my guests. So I'm like, oh, you're doing well for yourself. Oh, good for you. <laughs> Let me hear all about it. <laughs> yeah. And then I, try, I try, then I try and work out how to copy them. So yeah, the 80% podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We're, we're almost at the end now. It's oh, finale gosh. time next week. And it's going to be exciting because it's going to be our first live show. Yeah, I'm super excited for that. Um, and I, 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 I mean, super excited and also anxious. I'm like, I'm like Lawrence Cheney getting in my own head about it. You know, yeah. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> will I be able to do that? That that um, excuse me, that Natalie Cassidy impersonation for an entire hour and a half? Like, am I gonna be able to do it? That's my snatch game, by the way. <laughs> that yeah, you know, specific. I'll be like James. You know the line. Say the line <laughs> in my best Michelle Visage. Just um, doing these now, because <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like surely Bimini is gonna win. Like I'd love Taste Whip, but I think she's been in the bottom too many times. And actually, we put out a poll on our Instagram. That's to see that part. Our burning question of the week, which was, has Taste been in the bottom too many times to win? I think it was like seventy-five percent of our, our followers said. Yeah, yes, she's been in the bottom was, too many times to win. It was, yeah. So we had we had a seventy-four percent response rate to say that n- not not, not happening for them. Yeah. Not and, and that's on three bottoms. Now she's on four. So yeah, if it's it, it's a it's a shame because she's a great queen, and I think there could be a, a glorious international all stars run for Old Tacy. I'm going to say I don't know that there could be. Oh. Yeah, I'm just, I'm saying it. I'm coming out you of the closet. You can say that. I'm coming out of the closet. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to be beautiful. And I'm going to say that I think Tace is a great queen. I think she's a lot of personality. And I think that she's like like a super kind of dancer, performer in that way. Fashion, obviously excellent. But I don't think she has, and she could obviously do that Snatch Game one character, which she's definitely, like, I, I don't know that she has what it takes to do the improv or comedy or, or that sort of thing to, to the standards that you would need to do to have a, a winning All-Stars turn. That's what I'm going to say. Just leaving that there. Okay. Well, for more hot takes like that, join us next week on our live show. If you're interested, you can go to the link in our bio on Instagram at to see that pod and do a sign up. It's free. We will send you the Zoom link. All you need to do is log on after the episode airs and sit back and enjoy. Maybe have a drink. It will be the day after Paddy's Day after all. It so will you know. be. Have have yourself a pint of Guinness. Yeah. Maybe have a bowl of shamrock. I don't know. You know. Maybe whatever. Whatever. Neil Martin's got one going. A begging because he's uh, not getting to Washington. Hey, hey. yeah. Absolutely. Political podcast. (laughs) So, yeah, eighteenth of March. Be here or be square. Um, and yeah we're going to have a good time we're joined by Sean from Unflopped Podcast which is a great podcast so it's going to be really fun but before that we'll be back in your feed on Monday with the next episode of Drag Race US they're doing a makeup challenge it's going to be dramatic I'm looking forward to it until then have a lovely weekend see you love you bye This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.